The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a fact. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am cruel. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even. But I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen. Online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Trippet Trio. Oh, that was a... You, you, you did it, man. You know what? It counts as a win. Yeah, but that one hurt. Ooh. That one hurt my brain. Because <laughs> as I was about to say, Intrepid Trio, Smugglers 3-1 to come out. I'm so glad it didn't. Mm-hmm. That's okay, because we are not the Smugglers 3. No, we're the right. Intrepid Trio. Exactly. Um, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Support our affiliates like Bitty Boomers. Use code BBGeeks for 10% off, 15% off your Bluetooth speaker needs. And I will tell you, every person who I show off the speaker to, any of my speakers, first reaction, oh, these are cute. And when I play, really, that comes out of that? <laughs> and of course, the people I'm showing them to are other technicians and audio guys. And then it's like, wow, the range of these speakers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. These, exactly. these things are absolutely fantastic. I mean, they they if you get a song with low end in it, it replicates that low end really well. It, it's, yeah, engineered right. Uh, also, too, uh, support our friends over at red flag workshop you too could get with code smuggler 3.5% off your purchase on some great star wars national park or park ranger patches and they've got other patches as well of different fantasies but it's all geek highlight the star wars because marvel has the star wars license for comics right the main license they also have some really cool um key rings star wars key rings Mm -hmm. and we've talked about after I have sent these two fine gentlemen a keyring from Wookiee Radio, uh, they were impressed. Sometime yeah, those down- are very good quality. 
sometime down the road in the far off future, we will be making some up for Mighty Marvel Geeks. The Intrepid Trio Hellabus removed before flight key rings. (laughs) But that's later down the road. So um, then also too, because Star Wars is right around the or Star Wars Day is right around the corner, and again, Star Wars Rebel Sabers use code Wookie for ten percent off all your saber needs. Uh, you want to email us? Email us at MightyMarvelGeeks at gmail or hit us up on Twitter at Marvel Geeks or Instagram at Mighty Marvel Geeks. We would love to hear from you guys. So, um, I know I jumped right into the business part of thing, get that out way, but how are you guys doing? I know I forgot to. I, I didn't mean to forget to say that right away. I just kind of rush a different direction. Well, yeah, sometimes it happens. It does. It's all good. So how are you guys doing? Uh, I am glad that we are approaching the end of the week. Yes, absolutely. I, I have a coworker at work who um, I'm sure is very thankful his week ended a little earlier. We will just give him the code name Roadkill now. <laughs> when he when when he comes back, that's going to be a nickname that's probably going to start up with him. That's you know when we chatted with uh, Ryan, owner of Red Flag Workshop, over on Wookie Radio, we asked how pilots get their their nickname or their call sign, and it's from something embarrassing. Well, I got my nickname of Shrek. Kind of embarrassing, but. I embrace it. Back before facial hair, I kind of looked like Shrek <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so, so I continue to embrace it. I have no problem with it. Um, I think because of this, uh, Roadkill ends up becoming his new nickname. I mean, we <laughs> we, we have a guy at work yes. who, whose name is Jake, so he's Jake from State Farm. Oh boy! Okay. <laughs> we, we had a guy who, before he came, became a tech with us at Epcot. Used to work at Olive Garden. And got the job from when he served our then tech proprietor, Breadsticks. So his nickname is Breadsticks. It's, yeah, it's stuff like that. Just, it just doesn't go away. <laughs> that is never going to get old. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. No. I mean, but roadkill is okay, right? As far as I know. Okay. Yeah. He's on a, he's on a leave of absence through next week, uh, through midweek okay. next week. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, Yes, we do. That's that's one heck of a nickname. And, uh, I would totally, I would totally own it. I would totally lean into it if if it were me. But of course, you don't want any really bad stuff to happen to anyone. No, no. no. I don't know. In my head, I'm, I'm picturing him with a with a, a fighter a fighter uh, pilot helmet. Like Top Gun, but uh, yes. roadkill across the top of it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's done up like a raccoon with X's on the eyes, yeah. tongue sticking out, and it says roadkill. Although you, you know what you, though, see to me, to me huh? No, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just saying that to me, see that was sound cool. Go kill roadkill. You know, I don't know. Just saying. Yeah. What what y'all need to do is chip in and, and get him a get well present that is a t shirt that just has tire marks across it. <laughs> oh. oh, I would I would do that just on my own. <laughs> I really would. I mean, it, it, it. I know, I know. Somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to go. Well, that's just insensitive. Yeah, no. Yeah, it probably is. 
No, See, you gotta I, I would also I would also love it. to find like the dog toy that's got or the the flat plush that has the tire tracks on it. Oh, yes. To, oh, to, wait, to hang off his backpack. There, there you go. <laughs> like a squirrel, but, maybe. I mean, you gotta first. The first thing is you make sure that the person's okay. From what I've heard, he's okay. Yeah. Just banged up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't know if the leave of absence is a mandatory thing from the company or if there's something on on his end. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, once you make sure that he's okay or is going to be okay, mm-hmm. that's your first and foremost priority. Yeah. Right. Once you know that either they a are okay or b are going to be okay, that's when you start making the jokes. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I I know he doesn't listen to the show. If he actually comes back at me on this, I will be surprised he's listened to the show. But he was worried for a while that um he was he was going blind. Is what doctors have told him. So the the thing was, whenever he was training someone, it's like there's there goes Tweedledee and Tweedle can't see. Oh. I think Roadkill is catchier. Roadkill. I do too. Well, yes, that Tweedle can't see was not the nickname. It was just you know for intents and yeah. purposes of training. But <laughs> no, I, I think Roadkill has has started. And and Roadkill, if you actually are listening to this, dude, hope you get feeling better soon. Yeah, it, totally, totally. We want you. We want you to feel better. But lean into that nickname, man. It's cool. Yes, totally <laughs> own it. I would so totally own it. I would buy my own T-shirt with tire tracks on it. it, it I, I would it, get a fighter. I would get a fighter pilot helmet, like one of those surplus ones, if you can get one, and just get just blazing across it. Roadkill with, like you said, with the no raccoon with the uh, X's over the eyes, man. It'll look cool. I don't know. I would get. I'd get a hood ornament and wear it around my neck. Ooh, I, actually, there you go. Actually, for the helmet instead. Uh, paint job with two squirrels on each side that with the tire tracks there you go <laughs> but i would also go as far as going into costuming and going i need new name tags i need to change this <laughs> from this to roadkill inclusion okay <laughs> okay that mm. okay never mind, never mind. <laughs> I, I, I have thoughts that i should not have involving a 3d printer oh oh. just do it and i'll take it to him (laughs) oh dude Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) um so oh boy (laughs) so anyway we have digressed is this like the quickest we have digressed into tangent land not the quickest not the quickest okay but it's got to gotta be us, top 10, though, to get us back on track. OK, uh, first story is one that you brought up, Eric, to us uh-huh. in our yes. Facebook chat. Yes. Uh, which I keep thinking maybe I should create like a Microsoft Teams chat for us or something. No, we do everything on Facebook chat. Messenger, yeah, so that's our, that's our that's our bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want you to lead us off with this particular story. OK. Um, is it the one from CBR? Yes. Okay. So um, I have CBR, which used to be comicbookresources.com. This article came up in my Facebook feed about a new uncanny Spider-Man. Now, this 
this is not the first time someone has taken over the mantle. So it's 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 not exactly earth-shattering news. But then I started reading the article, and it's it's who is taking over the mantle, which it sounds really weird at first. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, this could actually work. Mm-hmm. And the character that is taking over the mantle is none other than Nightcrawler from the X-Men. I, that, I'm, I, I can, I, it makes sense to me. I mean, yes. Now, you don't have the web slinging, but, you know, give them, give them, the, web, the, give them the launchers. Give them the web shooters. Why right. not? Why not? Indeed. Um, the X-Men's Nightcrawler, just reading from the article here, is Marvel's new uncanny Spider-Man in an upcoming Fall of X series releasing in September of this year. Uh, uncanny Spider-Man is n- a new five-issue limited series from Legion of N- X and Nightcrawler's C. Spurrier and the death of Doctor Strange's Lee Garbutt. Set around the events of Fall of X, which is a massive X-Men event that could bring about the end of mutant kind's Krakoan age, Uncanny Spider-Man will transform Kurt Wagner into Marvel's new webhead as the hero leads a charge against the anti-mutant organization known as Orcus. Uh, Marvel teased of Uncanny Spider-Man, quote, escaping the turmoil of Fall of X and a flash of smoke and brimstone. It's time for Nightcrawler to play the swashbuckling devil-may-care hero he was always destined to be. Meeting a potential new lover, battling some of the most iconic members of Spider-Man's Rose Gallery, and saving civilians, mutant and human alike, Kurt is having the time of his life. But it's not all fun and games. Nightcrawler will also be a lone soldier on the front lines of mutant kind's upcoming war with Orcus. Throughout the saga, he'll also confront a long-simmering mystery surrounding his mother, Mystique, as Spurrier's bold transformation of the character approaches a startling climax. So, y'all's thoughts? I, th- I think it's intriguing. Um, like we discussed, I would love to see web shooters mm-hmm. because... Well, outside of Tobey Maguire, his Peter Parker, everyone else had web shooters. Yeah. So maybe well, he I'm, does, and it's incorporated into the suit differently. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at the teaser cover that they that that accompanied the article, and it looks like there could be some web shooters built in on the top. of of the hand, kind of like where Wolverine's claws come out. Yeah. The back of the hand. Yeah. But this, the outfit is kind of a, it's a new take because it combines elements of Nightcrawler's classic costume with some Spider Man elements. Right. Spider Man black suit elements. It, it, it's almost like um, Symbiote Spider Man meets. Miles Morales meets Nightcrawler with the red. Yeah. I mean, it's black and red. With The only part that's not black or red are the big eye plates. Which I would almost love to see those as red. No, I, I think that would be too much red. Okay. I can respect that. That's, that's just me. Now, it would be cool if, like, there was a feature of the, the costume 
like say if he if he could see infrared right and if the eye plates turned red then that would be cool but i do like the white plates here just because it's it's a touch of the throwback to the old symbiote outfit right you know what i mean yep 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 so, uh, so with this being a mini series, is this? Do you think this is strictly a temporary thing? Then, well, it usually is when someone takes over the mantle, right? Um, yeah, like say it because some characters are just iconic, right? Peter Parker will always be Spider-Man, right? I mean, Miles Morales is a great character in his own right, but you cannot have Peter Parker away for too long. Right. And honestly, I would kind of like to see a team up between Nightcrawler Spider-Man and Peter Parker Spider-Man. That would be that would be an interesting team up because you think about it of all the X-Men. Kurt is pretty much the Spider-Man of the group. Yep. Yeah. I mean, not just not just the fact that he's super agile and and, you know, clings to surfaces and stuff like that, but because of the personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, they kind of both grew up in similar situations, too, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Mm. Huh. OK. And you also see them drawn. How how can I put this? Like in, in terms of body posturing, mm-hmm. they're often drawn a lot alike. True. Yeah. And yeah. as I was reading this article, I was, the more I thought about it, it's kind of like, why hasn't this been done sooner? Hmm. Who knows? I mean, this just seems it's just it's one of those where you kind of facepalm and go, of course, it makes this much right. sense. Was well, I mean, it's just like was it last year when um they did they somebody finally figured out to uh, have Elektra and Daredevil and Matt Murdock share the uh the Daredevil mantle. I mean, when for years, you know, pretty much Elektra is doing the same thing Matt was doing, just with less, no, uh, with fewer uh. Moral constraints in place. Well, there you go. Okay. (laughs) You know, and, you know, then, you know, for them to, you know, and then all of a sudden, I mean, how many times has Matt, you know, for one reason or another, has not, has to step away or is no longer Daredevil? And, I mean, for more than a few times, it's been T'Challa, and that was cool. That was good. Uh, Danny Rand has done it. No, it's cool, but none of it, and both of them, as good as they were, it just didn't really seem right. No, until they said, oh, well, no, let's let's do this with Elektra. Now, all of a sudden, I was like, why why did it take, I mean, it was something I never thought about until somebody said, hey, let's do this. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, for real. So, I mean, really, you're right, dude. Like, when you think about, all right, I would say similar fighting styles, the Mm -hmm. way they're drawn, similar positioning pretty much all the time. 
uh, similar attitudes in fights. Actually, when you think about uh-huh. it, yes, it, it's not it's not that big a leap, mm-hmm. really. No, I mean, heck, it's a bigger leap to go from uh, 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 Punisher to Daredevil. I mean, uh, to um, Ghost Rider. If you think about it, yeah. yeah. Like uh, to me, that's a bigger leap. Like even though, like Castle Frank Castle, you know, you know, he he has this mission of vengeance as as Punisher, but it's you know it's a little bit. You have to kind of be willing to kind of turn your head, squint a little bit to see him become Ghost Rider. Like, uh, okay, I can see it. Well, I mean, they're both they're both vengeance driven. Right. So, I mean, I I don't have a problem with Frank Castle becoming a ghostwriter. I, I don't either. I, I think I liked him better in the War Machine armor, but, you know. Yeah. But, but I, didn't, I also didn't have a problem with Frank Castle as Cap either, briefly. Hmm. Mm. I did. That was weird. I, that, that was not, I, I was not jiving with that too well. That's just me, though. But I, I, I kind of got now. I want to go back and reread that, you know. Just uh, I don't know. Some sometimes you're, sometimes you're okay with something, and then like you give it a few years, you go back, and then you're not okay with it. And then sometimes it's vice versa. You're not okay with it, then you go back. You're like, oh, you know what? That was some good storytelling. You know. So I don't know. Now Frank Castle is the U.S. agent. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that would work pretty well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I although I get the feeling that he was he would uh, sharpen the shield. Oh, you know he would. <laughs> like you know. Could, okay. Could you imagine Frank Castle, U.S. agent, with the new Cap shield when when we had both Sam and Steve as Cap, and Steve oh, had you're that. You talking about the one that uh, breaks apart? Yeah. The, oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, that that is Frank Castle written all over it. Okay, there is there was one issue of the New Warriors early on where the Punisher was tracking Night Thrasher's girlfriend Mm -hmm. or ex-girlfriend. And Thrasher was facing down the Punisher and Night Thrasher, I don't know if y'all remember it. At times, he was like one of the cringiest characters Marvel had ever created. But other times, he was pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. He carried a skateboard. Yes. He carried a skateboard with with him, which he used as a skateboard, but it was bulletproof. So he also used it as a shield. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it had a blade that, that, you know, it was a tra- retractable blade that got that would pop out, and Thrasher actually nearly put the Punisher down. Yeah, with that skateboard. So you know that if Frank can weaponize anything, because when when he when he got hit by that skateboard, he goes, "I should get one." Well, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember that blade coming. I was like, "What?" Yeah. But the more you think about, it, yes, if, if Frank Castle has anything, he's going to weaponize it. Right. If he has if he has Captain America's shield, he's going to weaponize it. Right. If he has four Bushman's pot 
that he uses as a helmet. He's going to weaponize that pot. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if he had um, Howard the Duck's uh, cigar, he would weaponize that cigar. Just oh, saying. you know there would be bullets coming out of that cigar. <laughs> that that cigar would blow the blow the door off a six inch thick vault. Come on. Yes. Yep. And still we, be able to be picked up afterwards in, in a James Bond off. movie at one time. That is true. So, um, um, next story. I'm trying to remember. Kylan, was this you who brought up Alpha Flight, or is this still Eric? I think. If I, wait, hold on. I think I I know, told you guys about it. And I think, you, I think Kylan did. Yeah. Well, guess what, Kylan? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, let me just pull that up real quick. Um. So, and I do believe this story is actually from CBR also. Uh, actually, um, no, it's from comicbookmovie.com. Comic oh, I was wrong. Okay. You're close. <laughs> it was adjacent. Um, but yeah, so we are about to get the return of Alpha Flight. Um, why is my computer hating on me right now? Because it doesn't like Canadians? Yeah, something like that. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, so, so so Alpha Flight is going to return in August of this year um, with a new series. And, I mean, this has been Alpha Flight's first series since, geez, um, mid-aughts, early-aughts, I would say. Yeah, the... It doesn't. I don't think the article mentions anything about when their last out, when their last series was. Right. I, 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 the earliest I can think of was uh, late '90s, but maybe early aughts would have been the last time that uh, I remember Alpha Flight actually having a series. And again, this is all as a result of the fall of X. Um, and so. Uh, this new chapter is being written by Ed Brisson of New Mutants with art from uh, Marvel newcomer Scott Godlewiski. Uh, they're going to introduce two conflicting Alpha Flight squads uh, that are formed in uh, response to the shocking events from this year's Hellfire Gala. And I, I would think uh, that you would it would be a less friendly version of uh, what happened when you had uh, X Men Blue and X Men Gold teams. Uh, right. Those in those cases, those teams both work together. Sounds like these two teams are going to be in a little bit of um uh co- competition. Uh, and from the article here, it states mutant kind's actions have put Canada on the offense. And in addition to crafting a new line of sentinels, they're going to assign a government sponsored team to deescalate the mutant conflict by any means necessary. However, a second Alpha Flight team joins the fight, striking from the shadows. So you're going to have one team that is the official government team and another team that sounds like they're going to be more black ops. Um, does this mean that uh, 
Yo, we're going to see some familiar faces, some new faces. Does Logan uh, show up in this? You know, we don't know. Uh, it does say here that Guardian, Puck, Snowbird, and Shaman return as a terrestrial alpha flight bursts onto the scene. Uh, but what schism will pit these heroes against their former teammates, Aurora, Northstar, and Nemesis, as well as Aurora's bow, Fang? The fall of X has changed the game. Will Alpha Flight soar to new heights or be crushed under the weight of an impossible mission? Um, you know, uh, color me there. Uh, I always, I've always uh, loved Alpha Flight, so I am excited for this. I do believe what's going to happen is you're going to see these two teams, you know, facing off against each other or getting in each other's way until some big event happens and the two of them come together and we have one big epic alpha flight team once again. So, which I'm good with. And I yeah. could be completely wrong, but I think this was going to happen here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, now, there is a quote here from Brisson. It says, uh, like every Canadian kid who grew up reading comics, one of my biggest dreams was to write for Alpha Flight. Unfortunately, Sasquatch is currently indisposed, but the opportunity to bring the rest of the team together, even if they are split and fighting against one another, is an absolute dream come true. And for those of you wondering if I've gotten anyone, forgotten anyone, rest assured I haven't. There are a few surprises for Alpha Flight fans in the mix, but I won't spoil anything just yet. So, uh, so those of you who are fans and um, you've been missing your favorite uh, mutant team from the north, they're back. Um, and just, uh, be patient and see what comes next. Let me ask this question. Now that we're getting alpha flight returning, apparently the hype is getting pretty good about it. Uh-huh. Would you want to see an alpha flight series on Disney plus, or would you rather see a movie? I would love to see an alpha flight series. Absolutely. I would. Um, and who knows, maybe they first show up in X in the new X-Men series and then spin off into their own thing. Okay, let me ask you this question. Would you prefer it to be live action or animated? Animated. Mm. Okay. Live action. The, the reason I, I would lean toward animated just because of one character or two characters, actually. Mm -hmm. Puck and Sasquatch. Yes. See, I just, that's what I was thinking. If they could do man thing as a practical and not CGI, they could do Sasquatch the same way. Well, see, that's the thing because man thing doesn't have to be as expressive right. as Sasquatch would. But on the same, at, at the same time, I mean, take a look at Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. And think about technology has changed a lot since Harry and the Hendersons as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you could get some, if you could get Sasquatch as a practical effect, then yes, I still, I still am not sure that Puck would translate very well. Right. I mean, you would have, you would basically have to get a, a small person who's very uh, basically a, a midget bodybuilder. Right. 
why why not the the little person from Pirates of the Caribbean? Vern Troyer? No. No. No, the one that was uh oh gosh, I I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Bald-headed that, guy? Yeah. Yes, I thought that was Fern Troyer. No. Nope. Oh, no. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Pirates of the Carib Only one eye in Caribbean doofus. <laughs> Okay, cast. Let's see. Well, that's Pintel. Um, Martin Kleba. Yes. Okay. You know, I mean, I don't know that he's muscular enough. Mm. But you, but you give him a beard, and in the face, he looks really—he he looks like he could do it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and who's to say he has to be super muscular either? Hmm. Mm. That's true. Uh, I'm trying to find, see if I can find an actual. Picture. I mean, Puck is pretty muscular, though. True. I'm not sure how old this picture is, but as I show you guys, sorry, field agents, but I looked him up on Google. I'm sure if if he went through a slight training routine, he could bulk up a little bit. Okay. And, yeah. And and still pull it off. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, he's. He, he, yeah, give him a little bit more definition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could probably pull that off. You could probably do that. I, I, I think it's right there. Yeah. So. Okay. You convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cast him. Yeah. See, now now we get, that could be a later show. How do we cast Alpha Flight live action? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Let's somebody, let's somebody write that down. Man, that, that would be a, ooh. That 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 would be a tough one because that's one that you I would really have to think about like ah uh, that that's not an easy that that's not an easy one you know no it's not but you know we've we would actually have a pretty good I don't want to say carte blanche but because they are relatively unknown to filthy casuals shall we say right. I think we we would have a little bit of leeway. And since Guardians is going away, technically after Volume 3 as a mm-hmm. team, right? it's time for that new C-level, D-level team to come to the forefront and get True. some love. You know what? That's, that's also a possibility for a future show where we get a Fantastic Four set up with who's next to take over for the Guardians. Right or or you know whatever film franchises are right are right. done. Who, who what t- relatively unknown groups need the next there. franchise? Yeah, might as well add that to the show notes too. Okay. So, um, <laughs> speaking of unknowns or lesser knowns, Craven the Hunter trailer has been released at CinemaCon, and uh, this movie is grounded heavily in the real world, according to Taylor Johnson. As he said in a video message introducing the first footage, anyone who's familiar with the comics and the character knows that he's a fierce hunter, a skilled, highly trained killer. So now I think so. So I think now is a good time to answer the Internet's biggest question. Will it be rated R? Well, his reply. Yes, it's going to be R. <laughs> OK, that doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. 
uh, in the footage, armed mercenaries have a standoff with Craven wearing a sleeveless brown leather vest. Uh, and then they go, you can't, I'm going to paraphrase this word, you can't count for Kaka. There's six of us, one of you. According to Craven, there's six of you now. So um, <laughs> if this footage is released or a trailer is released at CinemaCon, that means we're not that far off from seeing this uh, soon. I bet you we'll see this uh, by the end of May, considering that the movie comes out October 6th. Right. And just from what we initially heard of him being more of a social warrior, social justice warrior, to now being a full-blown hunter again, um, I I want to, and of course I said that and it, on the lines I, I read in the paragraph from comicbook.com, their story is, Taylor Johnson has described his craven as a protector of the natural world and a conservationist. He's a hunter. And from that world of hunting, there are many aspects to him. What I love about that character is that he has flaws. Uh, Craven's a beautiful character. Sergei Cravenoff is a beautiful character because it's someone who's really understanding themselves and has flaws. This is a character that was built ages ago, but is in a new time, new era. But yeah, he's going to be the hunter we all want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So mm. is he kind of taking the approach of... The original concept of Kilimanjaro Safari, but but amped up ten thousand. Where you know that's a story about poachers. Where this may be a story about poachers, and this is a guy who actually goes and kills poachers instead of arresting them. I, you know what? I I could I could kind of get on board with that. I could too. Right. Especially if there was a big red, little red reference in the story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I since it's Sony, I doubt you'd see that. But I would love to see just a character in there named Wilson Matua. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we're we're referencing the ride at Disney's Animal Kingdom called Kilimanjaro Safari. The original incarnation of the ride uh, was basically a safari tour group mm-hmm. uh, that basically got that wound up in the middle of a fight between. Wardens and poachers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I will guarantee you, I have seen what the original ride was supposed to be. Yes. As opposed to what you, what anyone may have seen opening day, because yes. I got to see it during cast previews and it was yes. a little bit more gruesome than it was. Near yes, the it end. was. Yes, it was. Um, and I'm so, sure yeah. there may be YouTube videos of it out there. I don't know. really, I don't know. Let's put it this way. There was talk in it. They talk about Big Red, Little Red. When we rode it during cast preview, you see Big Red dead on the side of the, the trail. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was it, it reminded me of the old G.I. Joe movie. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Because originally Duke was supposed to die. Right. 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 But as it but after what happened to Prime. They just said, oh, well, let's re-edit that to where, oh, he's in a coma. Yeah. Right. So so, so that's what happened. So after you see Big Red on the side of the trail, mm-hmm. you then go around mm-hmm. the corner. And now you're getting shot at. Right. Then you go around the corner and you get shot at again. Mm-hmm. I remember right. Then you go around one more corner and then you, as you're hearing, we've stopped the poachers. We've got Little Red and here's a cast member waving 
to everyone as they're going by holding a rifle at, at a truck with Lil Red swinging his, her, his or her tail mm-hmm. out the back of the truck. Right. <laughs> so, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, that All that doesn't exist anymore. Eisner cut the whole big red section out after he wrote it. Like, yeah, this is too much. Cut. Yeah. So big red side so roads too much. Cut it. Yeah. So that basically got turned into a radio report coming over your radio saying they have shot big red she is wounded mm-hmm. right and you right, never yeah. see big red right but the, the, you see the camp where the poachers were yes which is where mm-hmm. big red was mm-hmm. and then go around the corner then you got shot at and you started that whole chase and then you saw the plane stop in the truck the cast member mm-hmm. and then the cast member part went away to just you saw the truck and the plane now even all that's gone what yeah it's it's a it's a shell of the ride of what it used to be yeah they took out the poachers entirely didn't they i think so i think they took out the the poachers segment like the poachers camp has been replaced by a zebra enclosure I think what so. well here, here's the other fun one when you got off the ride and you went to go do gorilla exploration trail yeah you looked in the ground you can see antelope tracks or tommy tracks mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see lion tracks and this goes down the trail then all of a sudden you see dr- lion tracks and drag marks you followed the drag marks and you looked up it took you to a tree and you looked up in the tree there was this dead tommy thompson gazelle mm. all that's gone now i okay this it was one of those easter really eggs weird. that was so fun to see yeah this is gonna sound really weird but i hate that i never saw that <laughs> sorry i mean well, you, you won't see that, it now you'll, you'll see everything in the pavement in in the in the walkway but you won't see it in the tree anymore they took it out of the tree hmm. no i used to watch nature specials all the time growing up so that that to me it was not gruesome it was not macabre it was not gross right it was hey. it was nature to, to quote that hit movie from disney it's the circle of life <laughs> If you have a problem with that, don't let your kid watch with Lion King. Right. But this isn't a Disney. Well, it is a Disney show, but it's not a Disney show. This is a Marvel mm-hmm. show. This is a Marvel show, but it kind of ties into Craven. Yeah. Or at least how Craven could work. But since Craven is a Spider-Man villain and Fantastic Four villain. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Sending to your screens now. Number four. Oh, what is the Fantastic Four takeaways this week? Well, we're doing music again. So we've had so much fun doing it. This time we're doing, you know, we're on that stakeout. What is, we are creating our Intrepid Trio stakeout mix. So these are songs that are going to be playing through the radio, either off our phone or off our iPods or whatever, while we're sitting in the car, drinking tea, coffee, whatever, and eating donuts. (laughs) So, Kylan, you're number four. My number four is Nevermind by Leonard Cohen. Okay. Do I need to write these down, Eric, or do you got them on the... Hang on. I'll write them down. Okay. Okay. What What was it again? Nevermind Never. by Leonard Cohen. Interesting choice. Yeah, I, I went pretty obscure uh, with these picks. I, I, I read a lot of spy novels. I watch a lot of shows of that genre and usually they have like some really good soundtracks and also uh 
every now and then that's the kind of music I listen to. So I ended up with like this list of songs that were competing for top spot. So that one man should crawl in. So okay. Eric, you're number four. Why don't you go first? Why don't you go before me? I'll I'll go last on these. All right. Um, I went with the Hollies. Long cool, long cool woman in black dress. Mm-hmm. I almost went with that for one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one, Eric. You're number four. Okay, my number four. <sighs> Every breath you take by the police. Okay. I I almost. That that one was that one was fighting for 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 a spot with me. So I almost man, you and I almost yeah. So okay, I, see that's that's the one that I was kind of thinking that if if any of what I pick, y'all are going to pick too. It's that one. As much as I love the police, that was not on my radar this this go around, but it was on my radar for another mix, which now I'm going to have to change that in the future and remember that. <laughs> So number three, Kylan. Number three is Six Underground by the Sneaker Pimps. Okay. Interesting choice. That one, and actually, that one was. Uh, it's trying to remember if that was from. I think it may have been on the the Saint soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And. As good as that soundtrack is, that that's a song that I could always listen to, and it always felt like the kind of song that you would be listening to, or the kind of song that would play if you were on a stakeout. It just feels like that kind of song for me. Okay. Well, my number three by Billy Joel, Shameless. Okay. All right, that's good. Okay. Because if knowing Nick Fury, we should be feeling shame for on this particular stakeout that he's got us on. <laughs> this is that moment of us going, no, it's shameless. It's okay. So Eric, you're number three. My number three is Eye in the Sky by the Alan Parsons Project. Oh, good choice. choice. That's a good one, man. Yeah. A good choice. Number two. Back to you, Kylan. My number two is I Spy by Pulp. Um, that's another one that I, it's another obscure one, but it's one of those songs that just sounds like it just, it feels like stakeout music. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if mine's really stakeout music, but I figure if we're sitting in the car for that long, I have something to get us moving. Mm-hmm. Panama by Van Halen. Ooh, oh. that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, yeah, that's just one of those. Need a moment to stretch? Okay, cool. Panama. Here we go. There you mm-hmm. go. Because you got to reach down between your legs, ease that seat back. <laughs> anyway, um, Eric, number two. Okay, my number two is All of You by Don Felder. Oh, okay. From the heavy metal soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's good, man. Yeah, that's a very good one. Number one. Island. Uh, my number one is the theme song from La Femme Nikita, the, the, the USA, the USA TV series. I think there were maybe another one that was um, WB, yeah. but not that one. This and is of course the one, was also the, the movie as well. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, this is from the USA TV series. OK. OK. Yeah. For me, 
by Pink Floyd one of these days? I almost did. Well, actually, I have some alternates just in case that when y'all picked one of one of the ones I picked. Mm-hmm. I almost thought you were going to say "Time" by nope. Pink Floyd. Nope. one of these days. Ah, one of these days. Yeah. Okay. All right. My number one, "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay" by Otis Redding. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I was trying to I was trying to think of a blues a good blues song to throw to pull in. I couldn't I don't know for some reason I was struggling to find one that was I don't know perfect, you know. Right. So, any honorable mentions to add, gentlemen? Actually, yes. Island, mm-hmm. your honorable yes. mention. Okay, this one. All right, and I I would I wouldn't be surprised if any of you guys had this one. Now, this one is a pretty popular one, and this is perfect stakeout, uh, maybe following music, um, tracking music, the Peter Gunn theme. Oh, I love that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can go with either version, you know, any version you like. I mean, I'm good with all of them. Uh, Art of mainly Noise I'm thinking one. of the one by Art of Noise. That's what I'm thinking of, but yeah. Yep, yep. My honorable mention, Mama said knock you out. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Just That does sound like the kind of music that you play if you're following someone. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to catch up to you, <laughs> and Mama said knock you out. Okay, I, I, I actually, okay, I have multiple alternatives, alternates, mm-hmm. but I kind of have two actual honorable mentions. One of them serious, the other one not so much. Okay. The serious one, Rough Boy by ZZ Top. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah. The, that, that was... I love that song. That's one does not get a lot of play. No, it doesn't. And it should because it's just, it's got that slow, chill, bluesy sound to it. Mm-hmm. The, the not so serious honorable mention for me is the song Watching and Waiting from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> that still works. It does. It, it does. still works. I don't see why not. That's a good one. And, and just just to round out the list of, of, of alternates, I also had Was Not Was with Wedding Vows in Vegas, Kansas Dust in the Wind, and Pink Floyd Time. Okay. Okay. But those were like, those were the B list. Well, in case. The, the, the other one that came up when you said Every Breath You Take from the Police, mm-hmm. the one that immediately popped into mind that, that could be another honorable mention, so we'll add it to the list. That I thought of as we're doing this, uh-huh. walking in your footsteps, which is off the same album. Walking on the oh. moon, walking in your. Uh, maybe it is walking in the moon. I think yeah, it is walking on the moon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the chorus is you know, walking. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. No, maybe I'm. Giant steps are what you take, walking on the moon. I hope my leg don't break. Walking on the moon. Uh, 
I used to love that one. Yes, yes. Hold on. See, you field agents listening, you don't get to hear me sing very often, and there's probably a good reason for that. <laughs> Still better than me, dude. I'm trying to think. Uh, Maybe it's not on this album. No, Walking in Your Footsteps does work, even though it's not the original one I was thinking of. Okay. Okay. Um, Walking in Your Footsteps? Okay. All right. Hmm. Kylan, do you have any alternates that you thought of while we were doing this list? Uh, you know, there's one that kind of, and I don't know why, but this this one, it keeps popping in my head. And I love the song. It's by Sting, Fortress Around Your Heart. Yes, yeah. that's a very good one. Yeah. I love that song, and I'm like, it, you know, and I, I get it, yeah. You know what? It, it for some reason it keep it, it kept popping in my head, and I was like, no, no, no. But yeah, may as well mention it. Fortress around your heart. All right. So call me. I am a police fan. Okay. Please don't get me wrong, but I cannot remember which is the song that they reference dinosaurs in. The police. Uh huh. Synchronicity, maybe. Well, that's not really dinosaurs, though. That's just a something. Oh yeah, that's like uh, they kind of re- reference uh, um, Loch Ness monster. No, it's no, it's Synchronicity walking, too. No, it it is walking in your footsteps. Okay, it, it is. Yeah, walking in your footsteps. That's it. Is walking on the moons from Ghost in the Machine? Yes. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Uh, Regatta de Blanc is walking in the moon. Okay. Okay. No, no, right. I'm looking. I'm looking at the walking in your footsteps. Yeah, this this is the one that's talking about dinosaurs. Yes, which is what I I thought. Walking on the moon is from Regatta de Blanc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But still, both both of those work. Okay. All right. So add a couple more police songs to it. <laughs> um. Anything else, guys? I mean, I could. I could always add stuff, but no, I'm good. I think we got a pretty decent stakeout list. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm cool with this. I'm happy with our mix. Yeah. So uh, hit us up on Marvel Geeks on Twitter and let us know. Give us ideas on, on what the next mix should be, and we'll do that next month. Come up with a new mix. And, of course, you'll be able to find this mix on Spotify under Mighty Marvel Geeks because we do have created a uh, an account for playlists where we have the different Marvel soundtracks and, of course, the different mixes that we have done of our quote-unquote fan casting of stuff. Um, but also, too, let us know what you would put on the on the stakeout mix as well. So let's build this up. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. Yes, absolutely. Here we go. Next month, since we're getting close to Memorial Day, the Shield mm-hmm. Company picnic mix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Or should or should that Shield. be Labor, or should that be Labor Day? Uh, I'm just thinking that would this be the reason why Kylan's not invited back next year? Because <laughs> <laughs> there, there chances are there'll be a certain band that uh, that was from Florida that got in trouble and uh, had a very uh, notable album in the '90s. Uh, <laughs> 
And, and let me guess, there, I, I, were, yeah, there, was, there was a Star Wars reference with that album or that band. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. That one. I, I think that's. I think that's an album I bought that um, <laughs> was not allowed to play around the parental units when I when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be the reason why Kylan would not be invited back next year to the Shield Company <laughs> picnic because. I, I think we need to save that for Labor Day weekend because I know I know with my dad whenever there was the company picnics it was always at the end of summer around Labor Day weekend right before kids went back to school or as kids were going back to school so we'll we'll save it for around Labor Day weekend okay <laughs> so that one we've got time on but let us know what we should do next month for for the Intrepid Trio new Intrepid Trio mix so um. Any final thoughts, guys? Oh, no, I'm, I'm good, man. I think I've got, I've said all I can say right now. Yeah, pretty much. Well, then, um, Thursday, if you would, please. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No, just time to go dark.